0: Yeah, y'all ready for this? Faith vibes only. Let's go. <laughs> Whatever, ready that you wanna be you can get there but don't speak what you see you gotta walk by faith and not by sight just keep on moving to that light god is with you with you through it all he's never too busy to answer your call when negativity tries to come your way just open your mouth and say faith vows only Vibes Only oh, nah, nah. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Faith Vibes Only Show. Thank you for sharing your time with me on tonight. We have a great conversation. We're going to be talking to Apostle Rosalind Bynum. She is the Senior Pastor of Kingdom Embassy International located in Charlotte, North Carolina. She is married to Pastor Anthony um, Bynum and they are the parents of is five children, nine grandchildren and four God children. Apostle Bonham has been spreading the gospel um, for 26 years throughout North Carolina and South Carolina, Texas, Missouri, and other countries. She has also been invited to speak in Mexico, Haiti, Switzerland and throughout West Africa. In 2010, Apostle Bonham had the privilege to travel to Israel with her spiritual covering. And Apostle Bonham, she has graduated with a bachelor's degree in biblical religion, the um theological studies from Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. She has also completed um, a diplomacy at Covenant Christian School of the Bible and School of um, School of Ministry in Catawba County. So this is Apostle Bonham, y'all. Show us some love in the comments, put up some hands, and make sure she is welcome here in the room. How you doing, Apostle, again? I'm great.
1: How
0: are you doing? I'm doing good. So we're going to start off the show. Before we get dive into the questions and dive into your life, we're going to play a game. We're going to ask you some questions just to get to know you a little better. And the game is called Getting to Know, and tonight we're getting to know Rosalind Bynum, Apostle Rosalind Bynum, and all you have to do is just finish the sentence, all right? First question, finish the sentence. My favorite food is? Steak. Ooh, steak. All right. My favorite song is? Ooh. Ooh. That's a
1: tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I really don't have one. I just love worship music.
0: Yes, that's good. All right. If I could live in any country other than the USA, what would it be? Africa. Ooh, that's good. If you weren't a preacher or an apostle, what would you what would you be doing if you wasn't an apostle and preaching?
1: Uh, I would probably be a R E and a nurse.
0: Ooh, okay, that's good. Yeah, my favorite place to vacation is. Florida. Ooh, and last one. Favorite, my favorite Bible verse is? Ooh, Romans 8. Romans 8 and, oh
1: gosh, so many. Romans 8
0: and 28. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, y'all, let's dive into the questions. We're going to be talking tonight. Basically, um, what I really want to talk about is how to overcome, because I read Apostle Bottom's biography. Her book is called How I Got Over. This is the book right here. The words may be backwards, but y'all get the point. Is how I got over Apostle Rosalind's book. First, I want to say thank you because you shared so much in the book and it was so good. Um, a lot of people know I'm not, I read, but I'm not big on reading. If it ain't going to grab my attention, I put the book down. And this book was so good. I read it like in maybe an hour or less and it just kept me interested. It was really good. So again, talking about your biography, how I got over, um, which is a biography about your life. You're so transparent. You talk about how you were raped and how you um, struggled with addiction and prostitution and all that, we'll get into that later. But was it difficult to share your testimony and why did you choose to do so in, um, in a biography form? Well, at the time it was
1: not difficult sharing my testimony. Um, and I believe because it was not difficult because I had overcome it I was no longer bound to it I was no longer ashamed of it I thank God for his grace I, I believe that I was free and so it was easy to release uh, what I was free from
0: mm, that's good and I love that you said that because you said a lot in your book um on page 44 you said god needed me to confront my goliath before i could minister to someone else and i like how you said that it was easy for you to share your testimony because you had already came through it you were on the other side of it so it was easy for you to share it so my question is how important is it um that we confront our own giants before we can minister to someone else or even help someone else get through their own um, difficulties in life
1: okay well I just believe that uh, a lot of people need to be healed not so much as delivered you know we need to be delivered Mm. but I believe need to be healed and then maybe delivered after you heal (laughs) but um, I had to be healed in order for me to be able to minister to anybody else and the Bible lets us know in Genesis 126 that we are created in his image In his likeness and then he gives us dominion uh before he gives us power and dominion we have to have his nature so i believe a lot of times people walk in the power before they get the nature of christ you know Mm. uh they want the gifts they're talented and all that and that's good it has its place but i believe first you need to know his nature be in his image, have his character, and you walk in his character, then you can walk in power. But I believe that the body of Christ have gotten so headstrong over power that we're not disciplined in our flesh, in our bodies, that we want to have because God will give you power. You know, He when you are born again, you receive the power and the uh, grace of God upon your life. But I believe that we need to really deal with the soulish part of us before we move into power, so that we can be delivered from some of those giants, some of those Goliaths that when we got saved, that we still were dealing with.
0: Okay, that's good. That's good. I love how you said about you need to get healed before you necessarily get delivered. So can you talk about the difference between being healed and being delivered? The difference between that so people can understand it.
1: So what I mean by sometimes you need to be healed. A lot of times, I'm going to just put it in a per se of women. A lot of times women are need to be healed because of different issues or men that goes on in their young adult lives or as a child they need to be healed from scars and wounds that occurred and then after they're uh, healed sometimes your heart needs to be healed and then it goes into deliverance because sometimes when you're healed then you have to be delivered because you you like well why did i have to go through that or that joker shouldn't have took me through that then you got to be delivered from that situation you know so Mm -hmm. i in in a woman's sense um i think you have healing comes we always want to say delivered delivered but i believe being healed from the wounds of the soul and then sometimes it'll take us into deliverance because sometimes women get bitter uh they get bitter and rejection comes in but healing of the soul god heals us he heals us from the inside out. And so when he heals our soul, then sometimes because we look back and say, oh, God, what I went through, I really didn't have to do that. Then you got to be delivered. <laughs> you got to be delivered. Mm. So it goes hand in hand, but deliverance and healing goes hand in hand. But not so all the time. Deliver, delivers Some women and men need to be healed first.
0: Mm. That's good, y'all. Get healed first, and then get delivered. I like how you was talking about the soul. Sometimes we get so concerned about the power, the spiritual. But like you said, get get healed from the soul first, and then we can um get to the power. God gonna give us the power anyway. Um, like you said, but we need to get healed um first. And I like how you talked about um again in your book. You talked in your childhood. You talked about your childhood, how your mom was a woman of faith. You talked about how your father was a hard worker, how he provided for the family. And I love how you said this that God placed. You in a family so his glory can be revealed. That was a um, very strong statement, very bold. I love the way that stood out. Can you elaborate on that? I feel some people may feel that they maybe didn't come from a good family, or maybe they um, got abused or um, was mistreated in the family that they came from. But how can we um, or how can you uh, make this relate to someone that God puts you in that family so that his glory can be revealed?
1: Well, I am actually the third child. I have two brothers and a sister, and I am the third one. So I am the revivalist. (laughs) I'm the Mm. revivalist. Um, I believe God will place you in families so that he can reveal glory in the midst of you going through what you endeavor. Um, Sometimes we don't understand uh, how we've been placed into a family, but we can't choose our parents. And so, however, whatever we get dealt in life, I believe the Lord will allow for revelation to come through the things that we go through, that his glory can be revealed in a family. Maybe you're an outcast. I felt like an outcast. Um, uh, Like I said, I felt like an outcast. I had brothers and sisters, but I was the one that was rejected as a daughter. And so... Through my rejection, it took me on down to the past that we may talk about later on. But I believe God placed me in this family so that he can, um, that his glory can be revealed throughout my brothers and sisters and my entire family. Um, Because Mm -hmm. there was a time where I was down low and couldn't even see my way out. But now I thank God for the state I'm in now. And so he'll place you in a family so that he can reveal his nature his goodness and his favor. So just what I went through and being the third one, now I'm a revivalist. I just think that his glory is being revealed through me.
0: Mm, that's good. God, I like, that was really good. Good point. Cause I feel like some people feel like, well, God, why did you put me in this family? or God, why do I have to face this? Why do I have to face that? But even if you do feel rejected, like you said, you went through um, feeling rejected and um, that did lead to other things in your life. Um, That you face, but you took that, what you went through, and you use that as your testimony now. So um, let's get into what you, some of the things you've been through. You talked about how you, in your book and um, your testimony, you talked about how you um, were rejected. Um, You even went through a disease at one point. Um, You struggled with alcoholism, um, prostitution, with crack, um, and different. Um, you did you deal with pain and hurt and you just you went through a lot of things. When you were going through what you were going through, was there ever a time that you didn't think you would ever get out of it or did you always know that um, or was there a sense in the inside of you that knew that I would get out of this um, one day?
1: Wow. Well, when I was in it, um, no. I had no sense of coming up out of the dirt. <laughs> no, I had no sense of believing where I am today. So, um, when I was bound, I just did not have a, I didn't believe I could come out, uh, because I was so bound. I mean, so bound. Like you just said, I've done a whole lot of things that, um, now that I look back over my life, God's grace has covered it. Uh, no regret, but I didn't see my way. I couldn't see my way out. If it had not been... For god's mercy and for a praying mother i don't think i would have came out i don't think i would have came i didn't see my way out but i had a praying mother uh every night every late night i had a praying mother and so that was a little light at the tunnel but other than a praying mother and the mercy of god no i was deep into i was deep into bondage i could not see my way out Mm.
0: And I like how you talked about your praying mother. And um, you get to a point in your life where you said you had been to rehab um, for your drug addiction, and you had relapsed. Um, it didn't work out um, like that. But when you had moved to Maiden, that's when you said your whole life had changed. You met um, your neighbor Kathy. And then um, you went to, um she had like a deliverance service thing going on in her neighbor's house. And then also you was going to church with your grandmother. You connected with your pastor and how they were your spiritual leaders. Your mom was praying for you. So I want to, um, especially to my generation, uh, I want you to kind of talk to us and help us understand how important it is to connect with mentors and people that can push you towards what you need, necessarily what you want to hear. Um, how important that it was for you, and how important it is, even now that you are an apostle, it is to surround yourself with leaders and mentors, with people that can push you um towards what God is calling you to do.
1: Wow, very, very important. I would say one word for this generation listen, <laughs> take mm, heed, that's good. Heed. listen, take heed. Uh, and listen um a lot of times if we would just listen and listen to our uh, parents listen to our mentors our leaders and just listen we don't have to experience some of the things that we've experienced if we would just listen i know um i had a mother that i didn't listen to all the time but you can go back and say she told me so so we experience things in life that we don't have to because we just genuine don't listen we just don't listen and so the word to this generation is uh, we're living in a generation where nobody wants to be told what to do how to do or told anything unteachable so if we if this generation would just humble themselves uh, come under the authority that is given unto them and listen They will not have to tread some of the journey they go through. They wouldn't have to, because we've already experienced. I believe I experienced some things in life where now I'm in a position where I can tell you where, listen, you don't have to go down that road. I went down that road. I know everybody have their own journey, but God will pave the way for people to, for you to be a testimony for those that are coming up. And so if they, if this generation would just listen, that is the big L word. If they would just listen. I believe that they wouldn't have to endure some of the things that we, and just like in um, our old generation, uh, our grandmothers and forefathers, you know, they didn't tell us everything. <laughs> they did not clean <laughs> with everything. A lot of things was a secret. Uh, and so I think that's why I'm so transparent because I don't want anything to be a secret. I want the truth to be revealed. So
0: I would say that to this generation, listen, just listen. That's good, Apostle. Everybody type that in the comments. <laughs> listen, I wrote it down so I can remind myself. <laughs> yes. Listen, I think that's really good. And I love how you talked about being transparent. Because like you said, a lot of times, we, a lot, the older generation, they didn't really share a whole lot. Um, they wasn't as transparent. A lot of times you wouldn't find out what papa did till he passed away at the funeral, and then you wondering who is that um, who's that young lady over there <laughs> so I love, talk talk trans- yeah. <laughs> I love how you talked about how trans- yeah I love how you talked about how transparent you are and why you are transparent so even now, I mean the younger generation listen, but can you encourage even i don't want to say the older generation but maybe some adults how important it is to be transparent so that People will want to listen to you because as you share your testimony, like you share your testimony, how I got over, as you begin to share your testimony and be transparent with your life, I think that that will make, um, our generation, um, want to listen, because we say, okay, they have been through this. They're not just wearing the church hat and the clergy collar. They actually have been through something. So can you um say or maybe elaborate on how important it is to be transparent um, and share your testimony, Do not just older generation, but our generations, how important it is to not be ashamed to share your testimony? Yes.
1: I, I, I believe you said the word not to be ashamed, not to be mm-hmm. ashamed and... In- And also, uh, pride, you know, pride won't allow for people to be transparent either. So being prideful and um, being condemned, we got to understand that God does not condemn us. He convicts us, but he does not condemn us. And so uh, just being ashamed of where you've been through, a lot of people are ashamed to tell the truth. Uh, They will Mm. hold fast to a They'll hold fast to a lie before they release the truth, but the truth brings revelation and access. It illuminates you because Jesus is the truth. He is the spirit of truth. So when you bring forth truth, it brings forth uh, revelation, and it brings enlightenment to your life that when you when you give the truth, some people can't handle the truth because they love to live in a lie. Some people love that, you know, that's mm. their quality. Their norm is a life of a lie, but when truth comes, it reveals, and it unveils everything, and so then you're able to walk in uh, the revelation of who Jesus really is, because he's the truth. He's the spirit of truth, and so I believe just uh, being authentic. Uh, being not ashamed, not being embarrassed. One of the things, I'm glad you asked that, one of the things where I had to be free from, not so much as my testimony, but my children. Uh, I would give my testimony, (laughs) I would give my testimony and my children was of a younger age then. And I know they felt some kind of way, but I had to even uh, trust God even through, you know, embarrassing my children. And then when Mm. I got married, I still gave my testimony and even my husband kind of felt some kind of way sometimes, but I had to be true because I want to see people free. I want to mm-hmm. see people uh, made whole by any means necessary. And I don't believe that I went through what I did and God has brought me here to be secret. I don't think there's nothing secret in the kingdom of God. Uh, I think when, when the body of Christ takes the cover off of things, more people will be delivered. I, I, mm. I really believe when, when leaders and pastors be true to themselves and tell it all and be transparent, not now because we're free now, but what they did in the past, I believe people, when we're more transparent and we can commune with our with the people of God in the body of Christ, I believe they can look, it up, look up to us and say, wow, they dealt with the same thing I'm dealing with. I can bring this to them you know, and so being authentic is important in the body of Christ. Not being fake, but being real. Being real.
0: Mm, being real. That's good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Some of y'all, just go back and watch this and listen to it, because it's going to bless you, because Apostle is really helping us on tonight, talking about being transparent. I wrote down a quote. You said, some people can't handle the truth, because they love living in a, in a lie, and so a lot of times we yeah. painted this, this lie of mm-hmm. ourselves, or we painted this picture that i'm just oh i'm just minister now but you forgot all the past stuff that you've done and i love that you said share your testimony don't be ashamed share your testimony and again like you had said before you could share your testimony because you were on the other side of it so it makes you if you can't share it maybe you're not on the other side of it you have to when you get delivered from it then you can share all of it (laughs) And um yes. that was good. Going back to her book. Y'all tell the people how they can get your book while I'm keep talking about your book.
1: Okay, yes. How I got over you actually can go to UpNet, Bert, up. I'm sorry. upnetworkrb.com and you can uh, or .org. I'm sh- sure it's on here somewhere. And you can order it or you can call upnetwork at 704-735-9317 and you can order it that way. Different ways you can order it
0: okay okay y'all yeah, hear that up network com and I get the number and everything again and I post it somewhere on my face so y'all can see that but get the book get the book and I love another quote that you said in your book Um, you said um, I love the truth and I will fight for the truth by any means necessary and for that reason you wasn't liked by um a lot of people in your family because if you if you just love the truth if you, you notice something you are gonna call them out on it so that you can get to the answers and so um, how or even why um, is it so important for we, for us or people, period, to fight for the truth, ask the uncomfortable questions to get to their healing, whether it be to others or even within themselves, how important is it to just basically um, fight for the truth so you can get the answers that you need to get to your healing?
1: It's detrimental to your healing, your state of mind, for your deliverance like i said earlier jesus is the truth so it's not that i'm fighting for facts it's jesus is the truth and so um it, it when you when you receive the truth and when you can handle the truth like i said because the spirit of truth is christ then it brings a healing deliverance a state of different state of mind frame truth is just um, christ itself so i mean fighting for uh, and when people don't want the truth and can't handle the truth, they don't want Christ. Because he is the mm. truth. He is the truth. There's no other statement around it. Jesus is the spirit of truth. And everything about him is true. Nothing about him is false. And so um, just really, uh, a st- it takes you from a state of, of um, realness, wholeness, wholeness. The truth brings wholeness um you mm. can give a bit of the which is deception i always say a bit of truth is deception you can't you mm. may not give the whole may give a bit that's still deception but the whole truth bring whole wholeness into your heart healing and freedom
0: mm. that's good so, that's yeah. good y'all i pinned um Kira. key i don't know how to say your name Kira. pray for me Kira. But K I E R A Thompson, <laughs> I always miss up her name. She, um, put where y'all can get the book from. I pinned that comment, um, for y'all can see that where y'all can get the book. And I love another thing that you said, um, in your book that you, God will make you, um, sometimes you will lose some things. So that you can gain um, even greater things in Christ. So can you share with us maybe a recent time or maybe in the past where you had lost something and in return, God gave you something even greater than what you had? Because I feel some people, especially with the pandemic um, going on and some um, are losing, maybe loved ones, they're losing family members they maybe have lost a job. And so how can um, you just encourage them and let them know you might have lost something and it may look like it was great, but God can cause you to lose one thing to give you even something greater in return.
1: Yeah. Um, like the scripture says, I would say I would pin this at Romans eight twenty eight. all things work together for the good to them, to mm. them. That love the lord and are called according to his purpose um i believe nothing happens by accident i believe that when you are a believer a saint a born again uh believer in christ i believe that god will allow for things to work together for your good losing or gaining i don't think anything that you lose you really lose i believe it's a gain to you when you're in mm. christ he may take it as a loss but it works for our good in the end and if god would show us the bigger picture uh we wouldn't have that extensive faith in him we would only you know we would just just be us uh just going along in the game but i believe god will allow for some things to be taken from us that he can get the best to us you know mm. we hope we hold on to things that we think that are perfect that are just you know this is but God will allow us to lose some things so that he can get to uh get to us our purpose our destiny and if it's not in my destiny or purpose I don't want it anyway so you know <laughs> I mean some things you know some I mean, <laughs> <we pray for. laughs> things that we pray for and think we want sometimes it's not God's perfect will but he'll allow us to have it but at the end you know it's like oh I don't think I wanted that and so he'll let you lose some things so that he can get what he uh, desires for you and so um, one of the things I I believe that he allowed for me to lose some different things um, in my life was relationships Uh, you know some relationships that I thought was the best that I thought was perfect but he allowed me to lose them things and so
0: he brought me the best which is my husband <laughs> mm, that's good and that's what I was gonna ask you next because you talked about in your book how you were used by men uh, looking for love in all the wrong places I feel a lot of people can relate to this um, women men all the same can relate to this you were willing to settle you said you were willing to settle and live a life you didn't want all because you were looking basically just looking for love in all the wrong places so uh, my question is how did you accept uh, accept love from your husband, Pastor Anthony um, Bynum, after living through so much pain and trauma? Because sometimes after we have um, seen so much pain or experienced so much hurt from others um, or from previous relationships, how did you uh, receive love um, from your husband after experiencing so much past um, pain or past trauma? Mm, wow.
1: That's a good question. That's a good question. Well, I, I really believe uh, my first love wasn't my my husband I I fell in love with the Lord <laughs> mm. and then, then and, and when God healed me delivered me I fell in love totally head over heels in love with the Lord and so when my husband came it was easy to love and be loved because uh, God is love and I, I was in love with the Lord um it wasn't easy easy but it was a healing process as well uh minister john is can i call you minister john would you do you good? good?
0: yeah
1: that's fine. okay <laughs> that's fine <Minister laughs> john, it, now, it was just like okay i just had the lord here it wasn't easy but i believe even in my marriage god was healing me healing mm. me and god allowed for my husband to be part of that healing as well mm. because he, he was actually a true man to God, authentic man of God. And so part of that healing was easier for me because God is love. My husband was a born again believer. And so the healing was easier then. uh I, It was easy for me to love. It was easy for me to be loved because of who God um, ordained for me.
0: Mm. which is my husband. That's good. I wrote this down. She fell in love with God first before she fell in love with Pastor Anthony. And I think that that's important um, for anybody that's done being hurt, or even all single people. If you're single and you're looking um, to fall in love, before you can fall in love with someone else, fall in love with God first, and then that'll make it easy to fall in love with someone else. I wrote that down for myself. So I know that personally (laughs) in my own leisure. I will be reading that for myself. So um, I'm about to let you go, Apostle, because I know you are a busy woman and I don't want to hold you up all night. But I love how um, for those of you that are listening and watching, we talked about um, some of the stuff she dealt with in her past. I'm not going to share everything because I want y'all to buy the book because it's really good. Buy the book, How I Got Over. But you went through so much and now you are an apostle. You have an apostolic anointing. You are uh, you go across, you travel pretty much almost all over the whole world preaching and ministering. You are the pastor of Kingdom Embassy International Ministries. So you are you have your R&B Ministries that you are over. You have your Up Network, and we're going to talk about that a little later. But how do you, um, as a female leader, strong, powerful, and in the boardroom, in business, how do you be that strong woman and powerful, but still come home and then can still submit to your husband and um, be the woman of God that God's called you to be at home, as well as on the stage in front of hundreds and thousands of people?
1: Wow, the big S word. (laughs) The big S word. (laughs) that. This word in the body of Christ that nobody wants to deal with um, but however being undered and covered by a submissive man I would say this not only uh, learn to be submissive to my husband but first of all my husband had to be and, and he had to be submissive to God himself okay mm. so you' you're being submissive to God and then me coming under him, because he is submissive to God. So it's easy to submit under a husband that's submissive to God. So, you know, and his submission did not start, or my submission as a woman did not start when I got married. Now, we know that uh, in the domestic, it is God created in Genesis 1:26 and 28. He created the domestic authority. That is a ma- a woman submits under a man, but we also have a civil authority and we have a spiritual authority. Civil mm-hmm. authority is if if I own up network. Well, my husband does not come in up network and take over because it's my business. So I'm this is my civil. I own this. This is my this is civil. But I know in the domestic, which is husband and wife, I sub- I am submissive under him. So I did not start my submission when I got married i started my submission as a little girl to my mother as a student in school on a job to my boss and then when i got saved i submitted to god so my submission didn't start just because i got a husband so you learn Mm. submission you you learn you learn to be under before you even be married and if you can't learn to be submissive before you get married, you're not going to be submissive to a man. So I had to learn that coming up as a child to listen to my parents, to listen to teachers, listen to authority, listen to a pastor, listen to a leader. And then when I got married, then I knew I had to still come under. It was already trained. You know what I'm saying? Trained mm-hmm. behavior. Trained mm. so getting married is getting married is not a big S word. Like, oh my God, I got to be submissive. Not when you've already been submissive in your life. And plus, when God places someone in your life that is already submitted under God himself, it's easy to Mm. submit. You would love, you would want to come under that submission.
0: (laughs) Hey, (laughs) y'all, preach apostle. Help somebody. Go on.
1: (laughs) Hey. We're interviewing.
0: (laughs) That is good. Because, oh, that's good.
1: Yes, yes. So learning the big S word, learning, training, discipline yourself before I would my advice I want to say this. Uh my advice to women before if you're thinking about getting married or you desire, learn to submit under authority. Because it is a principle, it's a kingdom principle that you're gonna have to come under your husband and if you can't come under before you get married you're not gonna come under when you get married so my advice to you is to discipline yourself to submit to somebody
0: before you think
1: about getting married i still it's still as a woman in ministry i still pray every day to humble myself and to come under my husband it's it's not easy now i'm saying it's not easy but i have to know uh, what hat i'm wearing I got to know what happened mm. at the time. And, and I'm just as well a wife as I am a, a, a leader in, a, in ministry. And so um, I have to learn and pray every day my domestic in a relationship with my husband. He is the head of the house, and I am under. He covers me, and I don't mind him covering me, being over me, because he's submissive to the one that's over us both.
0: Which is <laughs> mm. That's good. Yeah, it, that it, was, it, comes, that's that good. it
1: comes easy when you know the order. It comes easy when you know the order.
0: That's good. And that's for men and women. Because uh, like you talk about women, if you can't submit to your boss or you can't even submit to your school teacher or something, how will you submit to your husband and then to men? How do we expect a woman to be submitted um, to us if we're not submitted to God? So let's get all that in line first before we try to go out here and get married. And then when we get that together, then we can come together and get married. And then things can go a little smoother than trying to do things on our own. That's good. And I love you are an apostle. You have an apostolic anointing on your life. Can you explain to the people what that means? What that means and how you flow in that gift of being an apostle?
1: okay well uh i'm in the office of an apostle i function more in the prophetic and so uh but function more in the prophetic but being an apostle a sent one ordained of god uh govern uh govern it's a it's an anointing to govern and to build so i don't i'm not trying to build ministries or churches it's to build people to build Mm. people lives to govern uh, not so much in the four walls because a, uh, apostolic an apostolic grace is corporate. You know, you can be an apostle of a ministry, but the people can have that apostolic grace upon them too. And uh, apostello apostle mean apostle, a sent one. When you're sent, is you know you're sent. When you're sent into a fear of influence, you govern. That place on your job, you can be a in the marketplace ministry you can be a leader on your job, but you can be sent to that job by God, and so you bring the kingdom you bring that governed influence into that culture because you have apostolic so it 's not so much of you know a, a, the four walls uh and we ought to know that by now because God is doing such tremendous things now in the body of Christ, the ecclesia has totally changed, and mm-hmm. so at, at on your your career, wherever you are led, wherever God is sending you, He can. you can have that grace on you to govern, to bring the kingdom to a place where darkness is, you know. And so, uh, as a sent one, I, I function more in the prophetic, but I govern more because I am a builder. I'm a builder. I love building people. I love seeing something that's tore up and seeing help building it back, bringing it back to life, you know. Uh, so, that is my... That is my governing
0: influence here in the earth brand. Ooh, that's good. And like you said, you govern, you build, and you build people up. And you do that um, through um, your R&B ministries. You have your Woman Up conference. You have your Woman Up apparel. You have your I Am Profit classes and your Up Network. Can you share with the people a little bit about um, these different facets of ministry that you do have and um, back to how they can get your apparel and things like that? Can you share with the people um, that
1: All right. So Up Network is in Up Network is a um, it's a outlet or network where you connect and unite and strategize individual visions for the kingdom. It is a place where I have God has uh, birthed out in me to help, and I'm gonna read it because I want to make sure that people get the mission to help bridge the gap around the world. Where visions? Excuse me. You good? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. The mission is to help bridge the gap around the world where visions can be ignited, inspired, and reformed through unique resources from one another. Your vision is as big as you extend it out and up around others. So Up Network is, I'm also a certified life coach, so I do certified life coach at Up Network too. It's also where people can come and studio set up if you want to do a live studio set up we have a form that uh, has been created here for you to come. And it's all different things, but it's an outlet where people can come in and uh, bring their vision, their brands, and they can go live stream and tell different people about what they're doing. So Up Network have a lot of different things. Um, RB Ministry, I have Hindspeak Global Network. It is a network where I cover other ministries. I cover uh, other ministries and I help lead leaders in other ministries um, it's been going on for probably about six years I have ministry uh, ministry and leaders under that network as well um, woman up woman up conference I had the first woman up conference in 2019 um, it was awesome Wow God birthed that in me uh, through intercessory prayer one night we have intercessory prayer on Mondays and so one Monday night uh we was doing deliverance and all of a sudden out of nowhere uh I just spoke and said, Woman up. And I went home and my husband said, That is a that he said, that's your ministry. He said, That's it. And so it, it was birthed out of deliverance, just seeing women oppressed, seeing women in bondage, seeing women uh desiring desiring, you know, just in bounds, especially women that desire to be married i don't know why women desire to be married so much but it's good it's a good thing but you it's a ministry women think they have to have someone to complete them but you have to bring a hundred and that husband has to bring a hundred too it can't be 50 50 it has to be a hundred and hundred and if you if you have not got if you don't have a hundred and you got 75 you might better wait on that 25 before you get married (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) because (laughs) uh, marriage is ministry it's an everyday ministry it's everyday. so woman up was birthed from that and my first conference was in 2019 the second conference will be this year 2022 may the 20th through the 22nd it will be our second second conference of the year um And so let me see, what else I have here? Uh, RB Ministries Up Network, Woman Up. Oh yes, I Am Prophet. I'm also, I have a school, a prophetic school, where uh, I teach and train and equip um, not just prophets. You don't have to be in the office of a prophet to be in this class. Uh, It's a whole year, a year long, and you learn and you're taught and learn so many subjects. It's not just to prophesy. But you're learned uh visions and dreams uh spirit of religion witchcraft jezebel spirit government and prophetic intercession uh what kind of prophet you are uh the python spirit uh, so angels in the i am prophet class it's uh, a whole variety of things we don't just teach the prophets anyone can enter in that class because if you If you're in a ministry and that ministry is prophetic, then you can prophesy. God wishes that everybody prophesy. You can be in the gift or the spirit of prophecy. You don't necessarily have to be in the office of a prophet. But people deal with so much on a daily basis with the python spirit, which comes to choke you out and different things. And people don't understand what they're going through. They don't understand the depression. But through this class, it's taught, trained, and equipped. And it was birthed out of, just not knowing as I grew up in ministry not knowing who I was it it wasn't taught Um, people didn't understand it quite it wasn't you know and I was ostracized for just saying I was a prophet so (laughs) it was Mm. birthed through uh, what I go through in a younger in ministry so I am prophet class it's a great class it's a great for a whole year You're taught and trained and equipped, and when you come from this class, you're going to be prophesied. So, deliverance takes place. Healing takes place. So, it's not just we're in class, being taught and trained, but we're uh, utilizing, and we're, uh, God is applying. We're applying what we're taught in this class. So, it's a class that was birthed out uh, through my struggle coming up as a prophet myself. Uh, Mm. I I think I hit all of it.
0: Yes, I think that was it. Now, can you give us info on how um, someone can get into the class? Do they have to apply? Or do you have to get? Do you have to go to them yes. yourself, or how does that work?
1: The I am Profit class. I will be putting up a flyer pretty soon. Um, since COVID is here and everybody's, we're gonna we do a lot of um, Zoom as well. But I'm gonna wait until June to start a whole nother I am Profit class. But when I uh, started. They can go to the link, it'll be a link on the Facebook page, or either they can call up network and register. But I'll put up a flyer on Facebook and different places so people can register for the new class.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, y'all. So, y'all go follow her on social media. At, um, I'm on Facebook, Rosalind Bynum, and um, I believe on Instagram, she's Rosalind Bynum too, and also their church page. The church page is Kingdom Embassy International, um, so y'all can get all the information and you can stay up to date with what's going on with Apostle Rosalind Bynum. So, last question of the night, and I'm gonna let you go. Then we're gonna, um, I'm gonna ask you to pray over the people, then we're gonna go. Um, my question is, who is Rosalind Bynum, and what's next for Rosalind Bynum? Ooh, <laughs> wow,
1: that's a that's a huge question right there. Uh, first of all Rosalind Bynum is a friend of God I would say I am a friend of God I am a very um, person that's in love with the Lord and what's next for me is uh, I would say whatever the Lord has in store I'm gonna obey Uh, there's a lot of things coming up the horizon I will not speak too quickly yet Uh, But there are some things that God has opened doors that um, Rosalind will be releasing pretty soon, doing some new things. Uh, But I would say that she's a lover of the Lord. She's a friend of God. Um, And I'm just trying to make sure that God's perfect will is done through me before I leave this earth. That I die uh, with everything that he has called me to do. That I die empty. I don't want to be. Mm. I want to die. I want to die so empty that uh, my last breath is giving out what God has told me to do. I don't want to go to the grave and I have all that God has endeavored for me to do on this earth realm. I want to die empty. And so each day is it's new things that God has given everyone. Visions is coming alive every day. And so I wouldn't say exactly uh, that. I, I don't want to say right now too premature, but there's some things that's coming up that you you will be seeing Rosalind Bynum, so I would say that, so just stay tuned stay
0: tuned. All right. Y'all stay tuned. Uh, she got some stuff coming up and we so happy to say that you came by the Faith Fives Only Show. We love you, Apostle. Thank you so much for your time. We send our love to your family and Pastor Anthony, and we love y'all so much. And we thank you so much. Now we're going to go, we're going to ask you to um close out with a prayer and pray over the people. And before you do that, we want to say thank y'all so much for spending your time with me on tonight on the Faith Fives Only Show. We had an awesome show tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much again, and we will be back with another episode soon. And uh, we're going to hand it over to Apostle to pray over us and um, say good night to everybody. Bye.
1: Amen. All right, thank you, uh, Minister John. Thank you. You're so uh, precise, and God has uh, such a grace upon your life. Uh, continue to do what you're doing. You were doing this even before we start going online. So continue to do what thank you're doing you. may god continue to grace you and bless you thank you for inviting me thank you for re- now you have read my book <laughs> you have read my- <laughs> thank you for reading the book thank you for throwing it out there i appreciate you you're special you're a special young man so we're going to pray and then we're going to release father we thank you we thank you for um your son jesus we thank you for redemption we thank you for translating us from darkness into the kingdom of light we thank you for the precious blood of jesus we thank you for your presence your power and your influence father i ask that the impartation of your word the testimony the authenticity the uh, revelator of your word will be released and imparted to the people and they would hear and bring uh, clarity, bring healing, deliverance, bring such a peace into their soul that they will uh, know who they are, their identity in you, their purpose, and their potential. Father, I ask that the anointing will destroy the yoke, destroy the yoke of uh, lies and deception and bring such an anointing and life of your people that they would uh, arise in this season and this time to be available, available to be used by you. God, I ask that you would cover each and every one that was tuned in tonight. Maybe they have a loved one that they need to release this word or the book or some information on tonight. But God, I thank you for the ministry of deliverance that took place even tonight. In the, ha- in the homes of those that was listening, God. I thank you for Jesus, the Christ, the anointing. I thank you, Lord God, for just your word, your word being made available to the logos, the rhema, the preceded word on tonight. I ask that you would cover Minister John. I ask that you would cover this station, his faith vibe. I ask that you would increase him, enlarge his territory, cause him to, uh, triumph through all the things that he endeavored in this years to come. We ask all these things in your Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: amen. God bless you. Love y'all. Love you, Apostle. Bye-bye. God bless you. Love you.
1: Bye-bye.